Hey, Matt, let's tell our six listeners, or are we up to seven now? I'm not sure, about our new recording buddy, Riverside FM, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Yep, Riverside FM lets you record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a 1,000 miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. And it's as easy to use as that meeting app everyone usually uses for recording, but has much higher quality audio and video. And they have a mobile app, so guests can connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for the final girl of recording platforms for podcasts, webinars, and other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. That's S-H-I-P-I-T to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. The podcast you are about to listen to is an account of the movies which befell a group of horror fans. In particular, Tara Garwood and her intrepid friend, Matt Lolich. Had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected although they would have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as we are to see in those movies. For them, an idyllic summer movie became a nightmare, and they loved it. The movies that they watched were to lead to the creation of one of the most terrifying podcasts in the annals of American history. The Scary Movie Project. Hey, 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 this is the Scary Movie Project, the podcast where we talk about, what else? Scary movies. And bring you the spoileriest spoilers of all time. All time. I'm Tara. And the driver's license says Matthew, but they call me Matt. And a determined young woman and a damaged occultist. Occultist, wow risk their lives and souls to perform a dangerous ritual that will grant them what they want in Mm -hmm. the 2016 film a dark song that is our movie of choice for today yes so that was like a super dramatic way of getting into that i'm sorry but it just just felt right i am so excited to talk about this movie so excited Okay. Are, 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 you, are you like Jesse Spano? Are you so, I'm so excited from Save by I now? am. I am actually, <laughs> I'm a little bit more, I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I think I like it. I would have oh, oh. preferred yeah. to Je- the Jesse Spano. But that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. We, we can do that too. We that's can do right. that too. It's okay. Um, so, so shall we just dive right in? Because I'm raring to go. It's what we do. Let's All do right, it. let's go. So, give the people writer, what they want. So, writer director Liam Gavin uh, now, is clearly, the creator of this movie. With a name like that, he's obviously English, of course. I would he's, assume. Oh, well, or possibly Irish. Okay. It's filmed okay. in Ireland, which we'll get to in a moment. I'm get, but, he, um, he lives. Or a lot in, of it is. He lives in the United Kingdom. That's that yes, should cover. Yes, in the UK somewhere. Yes, that should cover everything there. Yes. And mm-hmm. the film was made with the Irish and Wales Film Commissions. Okay. So, it is definitely a UK a UK uh, project all the way. Yeah, and and, and it looks um, it just looks like it is. Yeah, yeah. It it feels right. very. It's hard to explain very that, but if you see it, you know. I think you European, know what I'm about. yes, not, British, not, not even British not even, UK. Yeah. You know what? I wouldn't. Well, you're. I was gonna say European. Of course, the EU. That's a whole other story. Yeah, they're no longer but, in the but, EU. No longer in the EU. So I guess they're not European. Right. So it's European. Um, but I would say that I can. I feel like there's a difference between like actually the continent of Europe with its films and like a yeah, UK yeah. British film. So anyway. yeah, definitely. It feels yeah. like a UK like yeah. piece of work. Yes. This is. Um. Very much. So it opens with the quote. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Psalm 91. 
I thought for a second you were going to say the quote was for he's a jolly good fellow. And I was for laugh. he's a jolly good fellow, <laughs> which uh, none of us can deny can deny. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Which none of us can deny. That's right. Which none of us can deny. Yeah. Great. It's a great, it's a great song. It's a very but, good song, but, but that's not what this no, was. This was a song. This was not the song. This was a psalm. A psalm, yes. A psalm. Yes. Psalm ninety-one. Um, so yeah, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. And then we are we are on barren fields, and a car drives through, and we meet Sophia, who is buying a house. She sure is. And she wants it immediately. Yeah, she's definitely like, let's do this kind of She's thing. on it. She's like, let's do this thing. She wants it immediately. And she right. pays in cash for privacy. Now, did she ask if some way, some part of the house faced west? Did she ask that? She does ask about that. She yeah. asks which way one of the rooms faces. I think that's yeah. interesting. I mean, she has a purpose for it. But I think it's cool for me personally just because I love sunsets and like, I would love eventually when I buy like a retirement home or whatever. I want like a balcony or a backyard or a big area or somewhere I can just sit in a chair and look west at the sunset. So yes, awesome. So love you're it. gonna ask that question. Oh, you're the guy who asks oh, that question. So w- when when we but go to the not for doing the purposes of a magical ritual. Oh well, I would like my house to be full of magical rituals. <laughs> I mean, in addition to facing west, I want it to be as spiritual and evil as possible. But you know what? No, seriously though, like when we go to like the beach, my family. I always like want to check with the realtor or the people. Is there a balcony or a, a patio that faces west? Yes, I, I'm, I'm and serious. And you're not waking up early for that eastern sunrise. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. nope. I, not I, doing that. We do sunsets, not sunrises. Yes. So, so this house, by the way, um, and and as you'll see as we go through this, the majority of the film takes place in the house, mm-hmm. um, and it is the exterior is a mansion in the Irish countryside. Mm. And then the interior shots were all shot in a townhouse in Dublin, okay. in the suburbs, like okay. of Dublin. So it is mostly shot in Ireland, I'm would if not all. Living out there in a, a country manor, if you will, at night when the wind howls, would you probably hear the banshee at night? The banshee? <laughs> you might just hear the cry of the banshee. I would have to think you might hear the banshee every the night. The banshee. Would yeah. you perhaps see a leprechaun? Gold. <laughs> yeah, Gold. You, 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 might, you might see Daniel O'Grady, as we spoke of before. Uh, oh, yeah. this is like getting really bad. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and, it's mo- and it's mostly my fault, so I'll stop. <laughs> this is getting really bad. By the way, I am Irish, so I'm allowed to make fun of Ireland. We all are. We both are. We're allowed to make fun of it because we're Irish. E- everybody is. Get on board. <laughs> yeah, get on board. Make <laughs> yeah. fun of us with us. Yeah. Um, so then we get the uh, the title, A Dark Song. And then we see Sophia picking up um, a man at the train station. His name is Joseph Solomon. Um, she picks him up and they go to a diner so he can eat. Like, he's the only one eating. She's just like peppering him with questions and stuff and they go to check out the house and he asks her if she started purifying herself which oh. if you don't know what's going on yet in the movie right. you're like ah? which could mean a lot of things to a lot of different people but yeah. yeah so she goes she says she has she goes through the list you know her diet no alcohol no, booze no for like sex. six months for like six months right yeah no yeah. sex of any kind of any kind. I, I loved how yeah, he phrased that, of any kind. <laughs> yeah, no sex of any kind. Nothing. Um, she also tells him that she's Catholic, so that's like, I, I think that, just, okay. she does mention that she's Catholic. And he says, he tells her, I've done this three times. Twice it worked, once it didn't. Right. And then he asks her why, like why does she want, um, why does she want to do this? And she says, for love. I love someone. They don't love me anymore. Right. And he leaves. He just walks out the door. And then outside, he tells her he's not going to do it because the house isn't right. So she's driving him back. She drives him back to the train station. And he says, this whole procedure to get love, it's like, it's like Titian decorating a cake. You know, like this, this famous artist to decorate a cake. So he, he's like, basically saying it's not good enough reason, not a good enough reason to do it. 
So at the train station, she admits that it's because her son died mm. and she just needs to hear his voice again. She's and she like, lied. She's wrecked from it. Yeah. yeah. And she lied because she thought it would be like too much, like too heavy. And that's when he starts telling her, like, you can't bullshit me. Like, you can't. You, yeah. Like, you yeah. Cannot, you cannot. You, you, you cannot lie about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You can't lie to me. Like, right. this has to be like predicated on the truth and honesty and stuff like that. And so she, he says, he says to her, how much do you want it? She says, more than anything. Wasn't that, isn't that a terrible song? How do you want it or something? So, <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking who does. Oh, sorry. Just so random. Just any way you want it? Are you thinking of any way you want it? No. That's the, no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that was a random, but random jump off. But anyways. It's okay. So he comes back with her and he's lecturing her on the procedure. He says, this is real stuff we're playing this with. Real angels, real demons. And then she like says, I can't remember what she asked him, but he says, you've been looking shit up on the internet. This mm. is Gnosticism. Right, right. Now, Gnosticism, just for those who aren't like familiar with it, I got it. the definition from Merriam-Webster. It is So the, it's real. So it's real. It is the thought and practice, especially of various cults of late pre-Christian and early Christian centuries, distinguished by the conviction that matter is evil and that emancipation comes through gnosis, or the esoteric knowledge of spiritual truth. So this was sure. like, like in the like, in the like early, so pre-Christian and early Christian, it's like literally in the like 1000s and stuff. Like it's a, way a back long, when. A long time ago. A long, long time ago. Yes. yes. So that's what he's, the, the tradition he's working in. Um, so they make a supply list. They start like making a list of all the things they'll need to supply the house. He says it'll take six to eight months. So she's already been like fasting and withholding sex and withholding alcohol and everything for like six months. Right. Now the ritual itself is going to take like six to eight months. Mm -hmm. And he tells her once we start, there's no stopping. And then he reveals to her that he drinks a lot. And he's basically going to need to get over the DTs before they can start the ritual. Doesn't he put like a bottle like vodka or like a Jack Daniels or something with them when he's... Yeah, he hides a bottle of whiskey or something. I mean, I was just guessing it was whiskey because we're in Ireland. Yeah, I mean, you know, why not? I was guessing it was whiskey. Probably. puts it in one of the dresser drawers in his bedroom. Right, right. And she's like looking at a photo of her son and one of his toys. Like she has like a couple of mementos from her son. So the next day, she um, goes out to the store to get all her supplies, and like, she's in the parking lot, and she gets like fascinated, almost like by a crying kid. Like she's like just stops and like is staring, and um, she runs into her sister Victoria, right. who sees her in the parking lot, and asks if she's told the guy that she's been in a psychiatric hospital. So they like they go to get lunch or whatever, and she's like, "Have you told him you've been in a psychiatric hospital?" <laughs> You told him you're crazy? Right. Like, yeah, have you told him this? Does he know? Um, and care. Victoria thinks this whole thing's a really bad idea. Oh, yeah. But Sophia tells her, I'm going to do this right or wrong. You're going to stay away from me. She's like, basically get out of my life. Like, leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, leave me alone. I'm doing right. this shit. Right. Um, so back at the house, um, Joseph asked her if she speaks French. And she answers that he she does. Like, so in French, she answers that she does. Then they do the same with German. We, but he can tell she's lying about German. Oh, And not, it's it's not a lie. It's a half-truth. Is that when they're sitting there by the fire or whatever, that scene? Yeah, I think so. And so, but it's not, she's like, well, it's a half-truth. And he's like, you can't do that with this. Right. Like, like basically, half-truths aren't going to cut it. It has mm-hmm. to be the whole unvarnished truth, like everything. So on the, like, third day, she goes for a walk, and she randomly sees this, like, dead dog outside the house. And she comes back, and Joseph is salting the whole perimeter of the house. Like, right. all the way around this huge yes. mansion. Right. It's a lot of salt. filling salt and making an unbroken circle. That's a lot of salt. So when he's almost done, he tells her that once he completes the circle, nobody can leave for any reason. Right. Emergencies, anything. Can't, you can't Yeah, leave. he's like, nothing. Right. You, you cannot leave. cross that line right. of salt. Right. Period. Um, and I think he tells her at this point that if she does 
that if they do, they'll be stuck here. Right. Like, I think he tells her that at this point. They'll be, like, stuck in the house and, like, they won't mm-hmm. be able to fully get out. So the next morning, I guess it is, Sophia wakes Joseph up. Um, wakes, excuse me. She wakes up by Joseph throwing a bucket of water in her face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, when she gets downstairs, he throws a fit when she questions him as he's telling her about the ritual. And then he makes her eat a toadstool weird stuff and yeah and he's like have you been listening like eat this meet your guardian angel talk to your child and the the he tells her you know she's already been cleansed spiritually but the toadstool will cleanse her physically which i'm assuming means she's got the really bad poops uh you know like i'm assuming that's what happens gotta you gotta you gotta get in there and it all or out, she's man. like, or she's like puking, or or maybe both. Maybe it's right. coming out of both. I don't know. It doesn't sound pleasant. No, basically. it's definitely not. So, um, in the ritual room, he's drawn all these like circles and symbols all over the floor, and he goes over the ritual with her, like moving from circle to circle. Mm-hmm. And so she's gonna have to like do all this stuff in one circle, and like pass pass that like test and then go to the next circle and do all the things in that circle and pass that test. She's to go like all the way around the room. Um, and then they're like preparing for the rituals. They're studying occult texts. For some reason, she's shaving all his body hair off. Oh yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that has to do with the ritual, but apparently it's something that he needs done. Yeah. You know, Maybe he's just making her do it right. because she's promised she would do what he told her to. Yeah, she can just make up whatever and she'll do it. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. He just makes her do it. So for the next two days, Sophia has to sit in the first circle and just study a stone. That's crazy. While Joseph, <laughs> as he says, untethers the house from the world. And then they have to do the same thing in two other rooms. They have to un- like untether the house from the physical like our reality. So can I say something real quick? Yeah. Or is this coming later? This book that they're using, isn't it some Egyptian uh, text? I, I, I read that it was written thousands of years ago. It actually, the, the book is supposedly real. Is that, yes. Is that so right? actually, um, hold on. I have notes about that. Uh, of course you do. Wait, let me see if I can wait. Let me get to it at the end. Cause uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'll lose my place. Otherwise, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so, so they have to untether the place, the house from the world, but I do have notes about what that is. It's the Abramelin operation or something. Abramelin. Mm-hmm. I'll read it. It's, I'll read it yeah. to you. It's really yeah. interesting. So, um, then they're like sitting in the kitchen and they're talking about when it will start and a bird just wham hits the window and leaves a bloody mark. And Joseph says, that's a sign that it's begun. So now she needs to go through each circle on the floor of the ritual room, and that's going to take weeks. So in the middle of the ritual, they're, like, doing all this stuff. In the middle of the ritual, she tells him that she doesn't do forgiveness. Mm-hmm, right. And he tells her, I can work around that, but it'll be hard. So she has to do a blood sacrifice instead, and she has to drink his blood. Yeah. Like, pretty- not even her own, I like know, his. Pretty that's pretty nasty. And then this, like, I, it's weird because that part, like, repeats. Yeah, yeah. The making her drink his blood. And it's, mm-hmm. like, deja vu, kind of, like, where it's, like, I feel I'm like if you sure. experienced that, you'd be, like, didn't I just do this? I'm not sure what the purpose of it was, but uh, that is I interesting. I think my guess is that it's part of the untethering of reality. Although, okay. honestly, at this point in the movie, you're watching it, you don't know if any of this is real or not sure sure like the way they've done it you have not seen anything up until this point that would make it seem like this is actually real Mm -hmm. that magic is is real in this world so i always question that did i really see was it real was it a dream right right was it real were they just crazy was he just was he just fucking with her like because he makes her do all these things is he's just is he just taking advantage yeah exactly and she has to trust him yeah yeah exactly she has to trust him completely like that's a lot of um 
that's a lot of autonomy to give up to someone else yes. for that long, especially. Yeah. And he's already told her she has to cook all the meals. Like she has to do all the work. Mm-hmm. Like, so could he yeah. just be taking advantage of her right, taking exactly. a bunch of her money and then yep. getting her to do shit for him? Like, I mean, uh, it wouldn't be the first. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the first time someone's right done something crazy like that. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, right. I'm like, sure. Like, who knows? Oh yeah. So later she's alone in her room and she realizes that her son's toy is gone. She like panics. Mm-hmm. So that's just like, I don't know. The toy is just a thing that happens. Um, and they're sitting in the kitchen talking again and they talk about Joseph's work in magic. And like, I think they talk about, they've already talked about the Gnostic stuff and like, yeah, they just talk about like the work he's done, like stuff he's done. And then back in the ritual room, they like, there's like, you can hear like a noise from under the floor. And that's when he tells her something's noticed us, mm-hmm. which is like pretty cool. I think, I don't no, know. I, mean, I think the way they yeah. like draw this, these little things out yeah, into yeah. like the bird hit the window, the like the, the repeat little, the little of signs. the blood yeah. sacrifice, something's yeah. noticed us. It's, it's interesting. Yep. Yeah. Um, so then Sophia tells Joseph her this disturbing dream she had about her son. Um, and he tells her, you know, it's normal. She's and he's currently having a recurring recurring dream that he owns a moped. And they just they start laughing. Right. <laughs> like because she's weird. been having this like creepy dream about her son and some old woman with it, and like just creepy. And I think. I, I can't remember if it's now that she tells him, but I think she does tell him at one point that her son was killed by Satanists, like kids who were trying to perform a Satanic ritual. I don't even remember. I think she says that at one point. So that's just kind of like another like weird okay. thing that, I don't know, maybe all this stuff is, is real, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. Um, so then he he makes her get undressed because they they need to do sex magic. But Blood when she gets undressed, right? Great, <laughs> great she, album by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's a good album. See, but we always try to we always try to plug some music. In we got to bring some music up in here. We've plugged a lot of music this episode we, so far. I think we always we always will. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so um, no, don't be sorry. It's a good CD. Um, so he makes her get undressed. They're gonna do sex magic. And he makes her like bend over like with her back facing to him. And then he just like wanks to her naked. Yep. <laughs> and sure she does. gets really pissed off. And basically, uh-huh. like, basically it turns out there was no sex magic. No, he just no, wanted yeah, to whack off. Like he was like, Yeah, I just had to, you know, do my thing. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. He just <laughs> wanted her to get naked so we've, he could We've been cooped up here for a little bit. Out. And I just had to rub I just had to rub one out real quick and now we're done. And I guess he doesn't have to refrain from all sexual. No, he's the boss. All forms of sexual pleasure. He can do whatever he wants. He's the boss. So he gets pissed, but they keep going. Um, And then like later, she just, he's told her that they have to do the whole ritual again. (laughs) And she's like, screw it. I'm leaving. Yeah. But, oh, this is when he tells her, he says, if you go out that door and cross the line, we'll be stuck forever. Right. Or we don't know what because he's because now he's untethered the mm-hmm. the house from the the physical world, so they do the whole damn ritual over again. And now it's winter, um, but Sophia finds fresh flowers, like just a few little flowers on the hallway floor. Right, that's right. So he tells her it's working, and then at one point she's sitting in the circle, which is now like the third or fourth time he said it's working. Right, right, it's working, it's yeah. working. Well, this I'm is when we're starting. Up. <laughs> this is when we start to actually see things where you're like, "Oh, wait, maybe this right, is right. The flowers coming real. out of nowhere is definitely the flowers yeah, coming out of nowhere." And then the right. next thing is she's sitting in the circle in one of the circles, mm-hmm. and gold flakes just start that was floating cool. down onto her. That, that was, was very... such a gorgeous shot, too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was cool. And if it happened oh. to me in real life, I'd be very, I'd probably be terrified of it, but I'd probably be pretty excited if it happened. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous filming yeah, but that was um really cool. but yeah so that's pretty like something magical is going on here because gold flakes often. don't just appear out of the thin air and rain down on you it's, it's never happened to me i can tell you that 
if it happened to me, I would not be sitting here in this office just doing this. Well, I'd probably no. still be doing the podcast, but I'd be sitting somewhere a hell of a lot nicer. You'd be probably sitting in a room full of gold. Yes. Yep. Just a room made of gold. Yes. Like all the walls, everything the floor, gold, everything, all you made could, of gold. This chair, yes. gold, all gold. You'd be like, what's his face from the Austin desk, Powers? Gold, everything. Right, the dude from Austin Powers. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I like all gold. gold. I love gold. That's right. Um. So okay. So <laughs> the flakes of gold float down on her. <laughs> so oh, the flakes man. of gold float down on her. It's beautiful. Next, <laughs> later on, they're fighting about why it isn't working. And this is when she admits that she's not doing it just to see her son again. She wants vengeance because he was murdered by people doing a ritual. Now, I'm all for vengeance. <laughs> but the thing, yeah, the, at this point, you know, if, if, you're, if you're a dude, it's like, how much other crap have you lied to me about? And how much yeah. more am I going to keep finding out about you? Like, yeah. this is not going to go well if you keep crap you know yeah well, exactly so joseph tells her she has to do a purification ritual because she yeah. lied so she Always has to do this whole purification ritual in the bathtub yeah so he makes her get in the bathtub and lay down that was weird and he dunks her head underwater and you know and what's he, gonna happen right i mean oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. what's yeah. gonna happen he's gonna hold her under until she stops struggling and of that's course. what he does of course and then he like chants something and he pulls her out of the water and he does cpr and she comes back and she freaks out she yells at him she starts like beating on him i'd be um, upset if you did that to me or anyone did that to me. but by this time he's gotten her into the kitchen right so he's gotten her into the kitchen she's like beating on him but he's leaning against the counter next to a cooking knife and it goes so right through his abdomen when he falls i had i thought the first thing i thought was first of all when I wasn't sure she was going to live in that scene, but I was trying to think, yeah. like, where will the story arc go if she doesn't? If she doesn't, right. What's going to happen? Right. So that was, I was kind of like, hmm, like every second I was kind of really into it to see what was going to happen. And the knife part, like, okay, knives are sharp and the bigger they are, the stronger and sturdier they are, sure. I just, that seems weird that he would fall on that and that thing would be able to really do that. That would be an odd way to get, Stabbed by a knife, but whatever. I, I, I here's don't know. here's my theory. Did I miss something? Maybe I don't know if you did or not, but here's my theory. My theory is that that he has been fucking up too. Like he made her let him wank off to her oh, he, for no he, well, reason. He's, he's he's making up stuff. I'm sure. And as I goes. think that yeah, he is part of the sacrifice for the ritual. Okay. All right. Okay. I think that is maybe part of the actual, like, ev- I think maybe everything is part of the ritual and that's part of the sacrifice. Okay. And that's why it happens. Like, it just seems that it would... has to happen. I feel like if I try, now I would never do this, but I feel like if I tried to recreate this, I, I, I would not end up. <laughs> don't try to recreate no, it. No, and, and, and no one who's listening, listening to this, please don't do it either. Um, but I feel like that would not happen. I, that would, I feel like I would need to fall on. Uh, I, I'm like yeah, dissect- it would I'm, like I'm dissecting this too deeply. I know, but no, it 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 does seem like a very unusual way for that to happen. Like, like if you had like a sword laying on the, you, okay, fine, it's like a heavy giant object, but that knife just seemed anyway. The point isn't for that. I'm just wasting our time. No, no, no. But I think going. I do. Like I think it it is an a very unlikely way to get stabbed in yes. the gut. Th- that, 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 that's, I think that's the word I was and looking for. that's Un- why unlikely. I think it's unlikely. And it's that's unlikely. why I think it's got to be part of something like okay. that, that. Which would make more sense. It's And especially as you go on later, like I think it might be part of the, mm-hmm. because they've both been not their truest selves with the ritual, it has to be done for the ritual to continue, if that makes sense. Like, so. she had to do her purification ritual, and this is his. Yep, okay. His sacrifice. So, Good. she has to pull the knife out and, like, sew him up. Because, yeah, as soon as you pull anything out of a wound like that, you're it's going to start opening up on you. You so. got to sew that shit up, like, Ooh. right away. Um, so I, feel she, like st- I feel like sewing things in stitches are ugh, worse to me than, like, actually an injury or something. I can't, like, that bothers me. 
Every time, whenever I've had stitches removed or well, like put in, I, I can't. I can't I watch them. I don't love needles going into skin. I don't like needles going into skin. I can't watch so. stitches be taken out of my body. The couple times I have, I've had to like cover my. I can't look at it. It grosses me out for some reason. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like it when the I. Any needle going into somebody's skin, just <laughs> yeah. that moment of the like pushing the yep. dimpling the skin and I then know. it going like. Popping through. I don't like it. I know. I don't like it at all. It's uncomfortable. I don't like it. (laughs) So yeah, that's not a great, (laughs) a great moment. Stitches are are yucky. So, um, so then they're talking and she asks him what he's going to ask for when the guardian angel shows up because they both get to ask the guardian angel for something. And he tells her he wants invisibility just so that he can get away from the world. I would like it too, so I could like run around with the invisible man and do whatever I wanted. Yeah, see, you wouldn't use it just to like go like be in a forest somewhere and like make everybody leave you alone. Well, I want everyone to leave me alone and live in a forest. That that would be very nice to do. But I would also like to be able to cause mischief and run around as the right. invisible man. You as would the invisible do it man. to like run around like cause trouble. Like yeah, yeah like switch people's switch people's drinks while they're like oh, in the bathroom and you, stuff. You, you name it. I, <laughs> I, I, I would do it. Yes. So, um, cause okay. there's, there are, there are plenty of ways to be left alone by people <laughs> without being invisible. I can <laughs> do right, that. Right. Like I can go which move is funny, to the woods. I think when he first says he wants invisibility, you think like, Oh, what's he going to do? And then he's just like, I just want to get away from the world. Like, right. And then you kind of like feel for him. Yeah. yeah, Sure. Cause obviously you know? he, he's like, saying, oh, man, he's guy. saying that cause something is not right. Of course. Yeah. He wants to like, I don't know. He wants to get out. He stop this thing. I want to get it's, off. It's, it's some way of him. Yeah. Right. It, it means more than just the comment itself. Yeah. Yeah. So later Sophia starts hearing a baby crying oh, yeah. and we see shadows walking through empty rooms and right, then the power right. goes out. Yep. And so now Joseph, Joseph is taking painkillers because Always of, you idea. know, the knife wound. And so he's starting to get like foggy. And one night, Sophia hears her son mm-hmm. calling to her through her bedroom door. And so she talks to him, but she won't open the door because she knows it's a trick. And and, and the kid seems to get like not, not more violent, but more amped up. Like as Yeah, like really, like really excitable. A- agitated almost. And yeah. agitated and acting like um like something's wrong and it's mm-hmm. scared. Mm-hmm. There's a right. dog here. I'm scared of the dog. Right. Um all that stuff yeah it's like getting like really like it's very it's very anxious making yeah anxious anxious um and so when it goes away joseph comes out and like she runs to him and he holds her and he says it's not your son and she says i know Right, right so she she knows it's not her son like she knows it isn't and she that's why she didn't open the door even though the son was like making it sound like or the son's voice, rather, was making it sound mm-hmm. like it really needed her help. Yep. Um, so they're not sure when it is anymore. They're like March, May. They don't know. Joseph is getting weaker and weaker. And Sophia is taking care of him, like fully taking care of him at this point. Well, I mean, what do you expect? You have a knife wound and you don't go get any actual medical care. Right, because they can't, well, right, they they can't, can't leave. leave. What do you expect is going to happen? Right. Because if it's real, which at this point we're starting to think it is... So then they can't leave. There's nowhere they can go. Can they order pizza? I feel like they couldn't because they're not tethered to the physical world anymore. Mm, okay. I just had to ask that. I was wondering. Also, if the pizza guy came to... in to the door, well, he would never be able to come back out. You could tell. Oh, he'd he have couldn't... to like frisbee the pizza across the. No, salt you line. could. You could tell him to leave it right by the salt deal. And you could, uh, well, either way, one person has to cross over at some point. Right. So See, he'd have to work. like frisbee it at you. Now that would be awesome. Just open the door He'd be, and be like, like, come on, toss it in here. Toss it at me. See, these are, these are the important things I think about in situations I, But like see, this. you'd have to tape it shut first. You could do that. Before you threw it. I'd be like, dude. Otherwise, be like, dude. it would just be like, whoop, and flop open and the pizza would go everywhere and you'd be really sad. I, you would be. I'd be like, dude, there's a $20 tip in it for you if you can hook this up tape my pizza shut and th- throw it into the door for me. I will take care of you. And then I will 
make a little paper airplane out of the $20 bill and uh, yes. throw it at you. <laughs> See, these are, these are relevant topics we have to have conversations about. It's very important. Yep. Um, so, no, I think we've decided that there is no, no pizza. way to get pizza. No pizza. Okay. All right. I think we've, I think we've come to that conclusion. Okay. So, um, Sophia is taking care of, of Joseph as he's getting weaker. And she, we see a scene where, which I think is really kind of sweet. She lays in bed with him. Right. Like she lays down with him oh, in his at the, bed. At and this point, cries. you know, he's, you know, he's like. A, a day away from being dead. Also. Yeah, but like they don't say anything. She's just laying there like next to him and he's crying. Like he's facing away from her crying. Mm. And when she wakes up in the morning, he's dead. Yeah, he's done. Yep. So so now she's just... What does she do? She goes to read his books to complete <laughs> right. the ritual herself, but they're all blacked out. Right, right. So she's like, well... I don't even know where to start though with that, but... Right, so she's like, well, shit, like, she doesn't know what to do. So she finally, she crosses the chalk line and goes to her car, but it won't start. Right. So she walks through the house. She walks down the road. It's all overcast. The wind whips her hair. But after she's walked all day, she's just back at the house. A la Blair Witch Project. We walked in the same place all day. We're back here again. Exactly. Yeah, and then when she goes back inside the house... Things have changed. Like mm-hmm. her son's photo is on the floor in a pile of puke, I think. So I wanted to ask this, though. Speaking of puke, since it reminds me of it, what happened to, did we talk about the um, drinking the pee? We didn't talk about that, did we? Peeing in the cup and then putting it into the soup? Didn't, <gasps> she do, didn't she do that? Did she do that? I forgot about that. She wanted to get back at him for the toadstool, I think. Wasn't that it? And so she, she peed in the right. cup. She <laughs> peed in the soup. Well, she peed in a cup, and then she poured it in the soup and, and gave it to him. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was way earlier. But, yes, he drinks I, her I, pee. I was waiting, biding my time but to see if he would get to that. But that seems like a kind of magical exchange, too, right? That they've now ingested each other's bodily fluids. Like, it ties them to each other it, in, it a does. Very, in a very intimate way. Wasn't that um, wasn't that the um, the witch cake back in the 1600s? They, when they have, like, a – they would – someone would – or pee or put blood in a cake or something and then you'd feed it to a dog and if the dog I died so how did that, well, how did that then, work and the then remember cake? in midsummer yeah there's the there's the girl who puts the puts her her pants oh and her yes. in the cake and her menstrual blood in the pubic hair lemonade or whatever wasn't her, it no the pubic hair in the cake and menstrual blood in the lemonade yes. so everybody's lemonade is yellow and his is pink time of the month Lemonade. Ah, throwback to Midsummer. I love it. Ah, you can watch it in like two months when it's um, Midsummer. I mean, I can watch it at or, any moment, really. Well, I mean, yes, but I'm you know, <laughs> talking about May Day. That's what it reminds me of. And yes. I was trying to think if um, I was watching the video the other day again for um, the safety dance. Mm-hmm. Great song. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, Another great song. Yes. That video reminds me of that movie. Like, I don't know. When I watch that video, I think of that movie. So anyone out there okay. who knows what I'm talking about, you'll I don't know, maybe I'm alone on that one, but sorry. Yeah, let us know if you if you yes. watch that video and think of Midsummer because maybe I'm curious who else's brain works that way. I don't know. <laughs> Besides Matt's. <laughs> maybe it's just me. <laughs> okay, so so back to this movie. So we're done with the pee in the in the soup. We're right. done with the pee in the soup. The soup that happened a while ago. So she, um, her son's photo is on the floor in like a pile of what I guess is puke. And yeah, Joseph lays yeah. there in the hallway. Now, remember the last time we saw Joseph, he was in the bed. Exactly. So he we're died like, in the bed. So he's laying there in the hallway now. And as she watches, something drags him slowly into another room. And that is when I say, oh, there are definitely some demons in this house. Oh, damn. Um. That was kind of like that, uh, what, a Nightmare on Elm Street when her friend is uh, dead in the body bag in the high school and then she gets dragged out of the scene. Remember that? Uh, that was no, great. remember? I, I'm waiting to watch it until oh, we review it. no nightmare for you. Okay, all right. I've never mm-hmm. seen Nightmare. I won't see Continue. it until we review it. Continue, I want to be please. fresh. Continue. I want to be fresh. All right, well, that, that wasn't, I wasn't ruining anything. I'm withholding Nightmare on Elm Street for myself the way Sophia withheld 
all forms of yes. sex from herself. You are, it, 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 it's ritualistic. I am ritualistically purifying myself in order to more fully experience wow, my is, first you can, viewing. You can stop. I mean, that's that's awfully deep just for Nightmare on Elm Street. But <laughs> very I, excited. Freddy Krueger would appreciate that. We have to do it before too long, because I'm very excited about oh, watching well, it. I would love to. Um, so anyways, okay, so she goes and she hides in her bedroom and she hears her son's voice on the other side of the door again and she talks to him some more, but she still won't let him in. Mm-hmm. And I, I love this part. She says to him, I'm going to get your killers. And the little boy voice says, they're not my killers. I'm just something using your son's voice to make you afraid. Mm-hmm. And she says, I know. And I it's think like she that's, seems to know all this, but yeah. But I think that's such a beautiful moment that yeah. she keeps talking to the voice because she so misses her son that even that is like the closest she can get, and it's something for her. And she somehow touches this demon enough that it admits that it's just a demon and lying to her. Right, which is, I mean, demons play tricks and they lie, and they—that's what they're all about. But that's. But that's but admitting it is not a demonic thing to do. Like no. they don't do that. So you have to wonder if that's even true, right? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, but so okay. So then, oh my god, you guys, the demons get her. Oh my god, and there's a dog. Yes, and they cut one of her fingers off. They sure do. And then she breaks free and she runs away. She does. And the demons like as they this are. Is the, this is all in the basement of the house, right? This, where this is happening, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, because they've dragged her down to the basement. And like as she, all they almost get her again, but this bright light shines out, and she goes towards it, and the light is coming from her ritual room. And you guys, oh my god, you guys, this part, okay, <laughs> this part, her freaking guardian angel is there, and it is the coolest looking thing ever. He's like a straight up like Roman Tell me soldier. He or is something. not amazing looking. <laughs> He's huge. He crouches down. He barely fits in the room. And he speaks to her. And it's just this deep bass vibration. Right. Right. It's pretty cool. That you can't understand. It's so good. Oh, yeah, it was very love cool. It. It's so good. And so it speaks to her. And she answers. She says, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. The favor I want is. The favor I want is. I want the power to forgive. <gasps> yep, there you go. As we see her pushing a small wrapped body, or maybe a f- person-sized wrapped body, I'm not sure yet, yeah. out into the river. Mm-hmm, right. And I don't know if it's her dead kid and she's lied about killing him the whole time. I think it's the dude. Or you think it's Joseph? I think yeah, it might. I think, I think it it's probably Joseph. That was my first inclining. Uh, I, I honestly, I don't even think I thought about the kid till you just mentioned it now. Really, so I thought it at first, but then I was like, no, I think it's Joseph. So I yeah, think she. I think so. She says, "I want the power to forgive," and she pushes the we. She pushes the body out into the river, or and then she drives off into the world, and that's the end of the movie. Just really crazy, and she like did kill her. Okay, did you remember? Well, I think I think it works better if she didn't kill her kid, and and I'll did get you, to why in a minute. You've seen, um, God bless, I can't remember the name. Why am I blanking on this now? You've seen Shutter Island, right? Yep. Remember the scene DiCaprio and what's her face drowning the kids? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But not even knowing what's happening because they're so crazy, whacked out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is, is it one of those kind of situations? I kind of feel like it was that kind of situation, maybe. But I, I, don't, think, I, I think we're going too far. Maybe I that. think it's Joseph. I think it's her yeah, cleaning I, up I so. after the ritual. She exactly. Yeah. Because then so. she drives away into the world. Mm-hmm, right. And she's, so that's it. okay. So let's get to the ritual. Yes. Before yes. we talk about what we think about this, let me let me explain the ritual because I because I found it. I I um. I found a little bit on IMDb and then I went and I looked up a little bit more. So the ritual performed in the movie is called the Abramelin, if I'm saying it right, operation. And this is the Egyptian thing I, I mentioned earlier I asked about, right? Yeah, I think it is. So it's like it an was, Egyptian text well, or something? No, it, it was an occult rite attempted by Gnostics. Okay. Like Aleister Crowley. Oh, he's So I don't think it was actually Egyptian. We should talk about him one day. 
I don't think it was actually Egyptian. I think he may have tarted it up like that, but mm, I don't okay. think it's actually Egyptian. That's all I knew. Um, about, so. so I think Alistair Crowley did stuff like this. And he's, for those who don't know, he's an English occultist, ceremonial magician, and like an artist. Like he was a very artistic guy. He was a poet and a painter and stuff. Read about him. And if you really want to have some fun, if you want to watch Sesame Street, you can watch Alistair Cookie. But that's for oh, another... That's okay, for another, that's a whole yeah. other thing. Well, Cookie Monster plays him, and it's a hilarious skit. That's pretty good. Please look it up. But yeah, a- Alistair Crowley's a very, inter- he was a very interesting person. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's Did, really... Didn't he, didn't he go into the pyramids and like sleep in one of like the coffins or something once, like inside one of like Ooh, the Egyptian pyramids? I don't pyramids? know. Maybe. I think he did. Yeah, I anyway, wouldn't I'm put sorry. it past him. Yeah, he totally was Totally wouldn't put it past him. Interesting dude. So the ritual, the Abramelin operation, is meant to obtain the knowledge and conversation of the ritualist's guardian angel. So that's what she did, right? She talks to her guardian angel at the end. Mm-hmm. Right. But in the actual rite, there's more after that. Um, the magician has to, like, evoke the 12 kings and dukes of hell, like Lucifer and Satan and Leviathan and right. Belial and all them. All those good people. And um, and and then bind them to gain command of them in in the magician's own mental universe and manu- and remove their negative influence from his or her life. Okay. So and there's like familiars and talismans involved. It's like it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a whole thing, and it can take something like eighteen months. Um. So yeah, that's the. <sighs> Wow. That's the ritual. Like it, right. it is a real it is based on a real ritual and it's like some insane stuff that you have yeah, to do. That that that's and that stuff is bordering into, you know, what happens in um hereditary in a way, I think I feel like. I can see you know, that. These ritualistic things and these and these demons and these gates and these yep. different demons that serve Satan that are below yep. him. Um yeah, that, that, that that's yeah. kind of what it reminds me of when we, when we start talking about stuff I, You like know, that. I'm not sure which movie came out first. I think this might have. This did. This was, yeah, this, this yeah. was 2016. I think this was first. Okay, I thought so. Um, yeah. So anyways, the other thing um, that I thought was interesting about this movie, the whole thing was shot in 20 days, which is fairly quick. That's pretty quick, and I don't want to say it shows it, but I mean, there wasn't a huge budget for this movie, well, I, I don't think. think. No, I think, and I think most of it went into that guardian angel scene. I would think so, yeah. Like, like that then, had to have cost yeah. some major bucks to, oh, like, yeah. make oh, look yeah. right. Of course. Um, And I think, I think it helps that it's, mo- it's all in that house pretty much, that, like, you only have a few rooms that the scenes are in, so you can very quickly go from place to place yeah. to, like... Yeah, easy. And you can leave one room set up as it needs to be while you're shooting in the hallway or have somebody setting up in the kitchen while you're shooting in the ritual room and sure. stuff like that. Like, I think it would, it, it seems like you could be very efficient with your time oh, yeah. that way. I would think so. And that was probably the idea, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So, so what did you think? I'm really dying to hear what you thought about the film. I liked it. So, I, I didn't love it. I didn't think it was amazing. I mean, I thought it was a, Good movie. So, stuff... Okay, I'm not a religious person, but I am very interested in occult and paganism and and, and witchcraft and things like that. I don't practice any of them. I doubt I ever would. But I I find them interesting, and I like to read about them. I like to learn about them. And I'm... Like, voodoo. I, I, I would love to go see an actual voodoo ceremony one day. I would love to watch that happen. Um, uh, I would love to watch this stuff... And the, f- the fact that they actually went and made a whole movie dedicated to actually how this happens is, you know, it's confusing, yes, because this, like you mentioned, there's so much involved in this stuff. It, this stuff is confusing. And I'm not yeah. sure anyone really understands this stuff. Look, religion is mysticism. It's the mystery of faith, they say, right? Mm-hmm. There's no answer for this stuff. It's yeah. not like, okay, you know, this is how you build a fence. You put this in the ground and you attack, you know what I mean? Like this, just so much, it, it's open to whatever. But seeing how it's done and, you know, the, like the water falling on her or whatever, and she's like in that space for X amount of time. And just, you know, the fact that you could dedicate a year of your life to a ritual for something is crazy to me. Yeah. Um, but it's so fascinating. I, I just I, I, I really 
love that there was a there is a film that that talks about this and actually goes through it. Um, I think it's fairly accurate. I don't know what I had to base that on because I don't know that I've ever really seen one done. It's like an exorcism. They're real, but you know, do people levitate and fly in the air when they happen? I don't think so, but I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So for that reason, very cool. Like that a lot. Um, characters were good. They're very flawed people. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Which I think is always, you know, one's not better I have than the feelings other. about the flaw or her yeah. flaws particularly. And I, and I like that. And yeah, we're not sure. Like you I never thought about the fact that, you know, she was, you know, the, her sister's not, did, did you mention you were, she were in a mental hospital or whatever. This woman might just be completely crazy and out of her mind and murdered her kid, like you said, maybe. I, I don't even know. But that's a good thought. I never thought about that until now. But, um, yeah, I don't know. There's kind of some left at the end, like, did the actual ritual finish? Did that was the way it was, was that the way it was supposed to end? Did it just happen because she got that? Well, and here's the other question. Know. She crossed the salt. Did she ever get back out into the real world again? Right. And this is, it, that's what I mean. Like, there's so much just, there's no cut and dry, like, yes or no stuff with this. So, again, to be able to see that is, yeah, very cool. I'd love to watch something like this in real life and attend one of these, something like that. Well, not for eight months, obviously, but, you know, just to see something <laughs> A shorter like, one, a, mu- a condensed version. Yes, you know, because they always talk about, I mean, I would love to shoot a piece, too, um, that does a ceremony like that, you know? Yeah. Because, um, you know, you have all well, these Well, this Sabbaths. is also very different than, like, this is... Uh, this is very ceremonial stuff. It's much more like Rosicrucian and, mm-hmm. and things like that. It's not like pagans, Wiccans don't do stuff quite like this. Like it's no. much more, um, for lack of a better word, earthy. Yeah. Um, when pagans do rituals, it's not yeah, yeah. as like all the, all the, they don't have all the like pomp and circumstance, I think, right. that. Right that ceremonial magicians do. I mean, ceremony, they, they don't have the same kind of ceremonial. I find it kind of interesting too, that if you attend like a, you know, like a Baptist or, um, I'm just trying to name off just common religions or like a Pentecostal or, uh, or or a Catholic, you know, you can like do all these things in like an hour. You know what I'm saying? Like you can Mm -hmm. be able to invoke all these things. Uh, It's pretty neat and tidy. Whereas, this something here takes eight months to do. Like mm-hmm. it's just that interesting back and forth of how we can condense all this stuff into an hour for patrons, but right. something else takes all your effort <laughs> and all your life to all your life force to do, to give to this. Right. I think that's kind of interesting. So I, I have, <laughs> I have very strong feelings about this movie. In case you couldn't tell, I absolutely adore it. That's awesome. Um, it's one of my favorite movies. I, think it's completely beautiful and this time watching it so and it's definitely no giant big hollywood production i mean it, it is not no no big, not at all studio it's, film, no which, it's a which is small good. it's a which small film and it's just it's very I feel like well those done kind of movies wouldn't work i feel like big budgets wouldn't help I mean, wouldn't work in a movie like it, it, it wouldn't get the feel that it has yeah so right. i I'm going to get I'm going to get deep and a little bit real for a minute. I this movie watching it again for this really hit me because um as you know Matt but our listeners do not know one of my one of my very best friends just passed away and um I have felt a lot of guilt hmm. around her death um around you know have I, did I reach out to her enough during the pandemic? Was I a good enough friend? Why didn't she tell me that she was dying of cancer? Like I, would she have told me if I had reached out to her more often? Like, was I a bad friend? And so Mm -hmm. I feel Sophia in that very much. I think this movie is very much about her guilt over her son's death. Sure. Her inability to forgive herself for it. I think that's why she ends up asking for forgiveness in the end. Yeah. Even if it's not her fault, she can't she can't let it go and she can't forgive herself for her son dying. And I think it's also about the punishments that we seek out kind of when we feel that kind of guilt. Like look at the things she let him do to her. And it's all because she felt so deeply sad and so guilty over her son's loss. And I think this is 
an example of what horror movies can be and can do. That they can take you to this like yeah. scary, uh, very um, anxiety-driven place and make you come out with a different understanding of the world, of the people around you, of yourself. Like it's, to me, like this is one of those movies that watching it this second time, it, it kind of transformed me a little bit. Like mm. it made me, it made me realize like maybe I don't need to hold on to this guilt Maybe I can just be sad that my my friend is gone and not feel guilty and not worry about was I the perfect friend and not and not feel bad like I don't deserve people's sympathy for mm-hmm. missing her. Like Yeah. Maybe I, totally I can just you. let go of that burden. And mm-hmm. I think that's what she had to learn in this movie, which is part of why, as I was saying earlier, I would get to why I thought that his getting stabbed might be kind of uh I think that was kind of part of the the ritual that he died also so like so that she could have this moment and I also kind of think him dying in a way was him getting what he was asking for he was he left the world he became invisible yeah okay he, he disappeared from the world that's what he said he wanted to do right yeah so he I I think I, I I don't know. I, I feel a lot about this movie makes me feel a lot of things. I really, and even though we've gone through the whole thing, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend watching it. I think it's just a really good example of like a really like small budget. Yeah. But a lot of creativity. Just because you don't have money doesn't mean you can't make a good right, Yeah. And it's and it's scary. But everyone knows that by now. It's scary. It's yeah. fucked up. And it's empathetic. Mm-hmm, and totally. that's that's a lot to ask of a movie. <laughs> like Well, that's what yeah, I mean, it can't just be about effects or things blowing up or monsters. I mean, yeah, what's what's the people? What the, what are they why yeah. why are they invest why am I investing an hour and a half or two hours of my time? Exactly. To you? Exactly. Do I and pay I think to this you? movie I think this movie it validates that time spent. Sure. It gives <laughs> you, know, you something for it. You know what that's I love to hear you say, you know, that it has a profound um because that's something for me you understand where we we have the same understanding of that and mm-hmm. i think a lot of people do too but there are movies that i mean we we've sat here and i've gushed over how ha- um halloween yeah there are movies that like i mean i've said and i've written about it too they, they they become part of my dna over time and i can't unless you love this stuff i can't explain it to people right and i know i know all these lines i memorize and people are like how do you know this stuff why do you remember these things but yeah because that's like my Here's the thing. Film is, is is art. Like people think art is like a painting in a museum. Yeah. Art is art is a painting. Art is music. Art is film. Yep. yep. Those are all art. So yep. I love art. Like, and I, I someone had to tell me this once a long time to get this. Was when I was a kid, I drew and I painted and I did all that stuff before I ever had a camera in my hand. But then I had a camera in my hand and I've had one since. And someone had to tell me one day, like, you know what, you are, you know, you may have thought you were an artist at a time, but you are still, you just don't use, Mm -hmm. you don't use a paintbrush or a pencil anymore. You have it with this. And that kind of turned me on, made my brain click to that. So yeah, you, you love it. This is a piece of art for you and you, and and you love it. And I think a lot of people not only like don't necessarily think of movies as art, but a lot of people don't specifically don't think of horror movies as art. And that's fine. The Academy and Awards certainly don't. <laughs> yeah, but they absolutely can be and are. Um, of course they are. They. It's a film. Film. And that's yeah. what I mean. It's, yeah. It doesn't. It sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't have to be about a genre. It doesn't matter. Right. Maybe not all of them are like. Maybe you watch a silly slasher flick and it's not right. like high art, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, le- so to le- speak. But it's still art. Three, not high art, right? <laughs> but it's still art because yes. somebody was saying something. Somebody That's was right. putting something out there There's for you to watch and interpret. Look right. at all of the stuff that I interpreted from this movie and that you right. interpreted differently from this movie. That to me proves that it's art. And sometimes, I mean, I I, I tell people this all the time. Movies are a lot of time are not even about the subject that's in the movie. They're about something else. Yeah, and they're just that—that's your vessel to kind of tell that story. What does George Romero always say? 
yeah, it's a movie about zombies, but what he's most afraid of was the neighbors next door, who the other people mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. That was his kind of just vessel for it, you know? So anyway, yeah. And then, you know what, you make a point about, you know, who, did you check in enough on this person? Or did you, you know, say hello to this person enough? That's that classic kind of question of, you look at society, maybe so much more, maybe Americans, I don't know. You know, and you say to somebody, hey, how are you? Well, do you really want to know how the person is? Or are you just yeah. using the casual greeting that we've been taught over time to say? Yeah. Like, do you actually want to know how the person is? Do you do you actually care? Or are you just saying it as a greeting? Hi, how are you? Like, you know? And when people ask me that, I try to give the right answer. I try to say, I'm great if I am or I'm okay. You know what I mean? Like, think about... Yeah. Yeah. So... But that's like, and I wonder, you talk about guilt. You always heard about these deals with these, like, people have, like, these plane crashes mm-hmm. and, like, two people survive. Survivor's guilt. Oh, and these yeah. folks are, like, their lives are wrecked from survivor guilt. They, like, can't but handle it. that's part of what I think is so great about but this movie. But that's not what we're talking it's, about, but I don't know. But it's, but it's dealing with such a, a, I feel like you could watch this movie as a person who has dealt with this kind of guilt, um, this kind of, the survivor's guilt or the guilt mm. over over the death of a close friend or family member who you maybe feel like you you could have done more for or something. Sure. And this movie tells you... Are you going to go shitless with me here? And, no, I could have sold you, this one thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> one sorry. I'm doing the hands. <laughs> right. It tells you you're not alone in that. Yeah, like, yeah. that is a that is a, an element of the human condition. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, so. and like I said, that's part of what makes this movie beautiful to me. Yeah. Like... And they knew that, and that was, you know, that was maybe one of the responses or reactions they wanted is what you, you took from it. So, and yeah, that's, you made a great point. It's awesome to see how two different people view it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. if you asked, if you had a conversation with six different people, you'd probably get six different, you know? That's what's so cool. Well, that's why I love talking about this stuff with you, because I think we both share the love, but we both have kind of different points of view. So we come at it from different angles and I feel like I always come out of out with something from like what you've said. I'm always like, oh yeah, okay, all right. Like, yeah, that's that's why we do this, right? It's it's to have conversations and it's about, you know, people's input on things and we not to, to have the have little to like mutual admiration society, but that's why we do this. Cause we, no, I mean, we like you need to talk to... about these movies and hear different right. the differing opinions. And, you know, one of us needs to hate something and one of us needs to love it. And that's kind of the way it's supposed to be. And it needs to be. There's not not a problem with that. Conflicting is good because that shows you where you look and how the spectrum is of how could one person think this is so amazing and one person think it's a piece of trash. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And now we're talking about Children of the Corn. Uh, you know what that is there you go i mean you know great short story by stephen king that i love i don't know if you ever read the short story you actually probably would enjoy that i don't think Um, i have yet no i would give that a read and then a movie that again i don't love it but you know it's a kind of a cultural horror thing for me i've met a few of the people and i kind of grew up with it and i i like it it's kind of a scary story and whereas your side of it is like, how is this even possibly released in the right. theater? <laughs> like, this like, is dumb. Like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. But that's fun. Uh. That's what I like. Yeah. Because that happens too, you know, in like businesses and workplaces where you get too much of, you know, everyone's on the same side and, you know, butt kissing and have a difference of opinion. Like, you know, that's okay. Think on your own about it. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, we want to encourage you all out there, all our five listeners, to have your own opinions about movies. Yes, Don't let please. anyone stop you from having your own opinion about a movie. Th- and ha- by the way, Not even me or Matt. No, Maybe me and Matt. <laughs> don't let me influence you at all, but have your own opinion about your life in general, not just movies. Well, that's, yeah, that's true, too. Think for yourself. <laughs> we love you, and we trust you to make good decisions. Yes, we hope. Wow, I just getting, got really, like really a, after school special. Really hallmarky there. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, so yeah, overall, though, no, I mean, not bad. Um, yeah, good movie. Check it out. Like I said, very cool to see like a movie that talks about an actual ritual of something. And yeah, por- definitely portraying. worth a watch. It's a really yeah. interesting movie. Yeah. Um. So, uh, next episode. <gasps> what are we doing? <gasps> Do you know what we're doing? We're doing 
A movie, a scary movie? Are we talking a, about a scary it's a movie? Sc- we're talking about a scary movie. What else? Oh, I, I love those. Oh, they're so good. We are doing, guys, the one, the only alien. <gasps> can I can I waste the tagline on it right now, even though I usually do it at the beginning? Can I just say it? Because I really want to really want to say it. Do it. In space, no one can hear you scream. Ah! Yeah. Nobody heard that. Nope, but they weren't in space. Oh, wait. We weren't in space. Damn. No. Sorry. So you all did I hear a, that. Okay. I have, a, I have a question about space real quick. Uh-oh. And maybe I have asked you this before. Maybe I talked about Maybe I was asking to somebody the other day. Oh, no. Is, is there time in space? Like, you know, if it's like well, 8 o'clock p.m. right here on the East Coast where we are or whatever, is there like an actual time? Like, do astronauts look at their watch and go, oh, it's 3.30? I have an answer for you. I know this makes no sense. No, but I, I have an answer for you. I have an well, answer no, we're for talking you. Well, no, we're talking about a movie that takes place in space, so. Time? Is a human construct. It does. It's not real. Right? So time, I know. I but know. time that means it travels with you. Oh well, if I go to where space, humans it comes are, with me. there is time because uh, okay. humans have created time. That's my answer. Okay, so that's what my the final heck, answer. What the heck? Time zone is space. <laughs> GMT. <laughs> wow. <laughs> UTC. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. UTC. Okay. Well, I was going with Greenwich Mean Time, but UTC. Uh, that works there too. you go. All right. So we'll, we'll challenge what time it is in space next week when we talk about a movie that happens in space. When we so. talk about Alien, with actually, we have a special guest joining us ah, for that. All right. We have the lovely Brianne Haddocks okay. of the Today's Lucky Winner podcast. So that'll be fun. Right. We'll have, um, we'll have Brianne on and she loves the movie. So it should be really fun to talk with her about see it. If she can tolerate our lunacy. For yes. See hour. if she can handle our, our ridiculousness. So, uh, guys, I want to remind you as we're coming to the end of the episode, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and rate and review us on iTunes or wherever the heck you're listening so that people can find us like you did. You lucky people, you. You like us. You really like us. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully you like us and hopefully you are glad you found us. And if you are, we would love for you to subscribe, rate and review, share with your friends, let them know about it. And to send us your movie suggestions and your thoughts on the movies we've already watched at... The Scary Movie Project at gmail.com. And you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Scary Movie Project. Peace. Reading is fundamental. The Scary Movie Project podcast is produced by Tara Garwood and Matt Lulich. Learn more at thescarymovieproject.com. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.